This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a preschooler and a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two kids under six, and a baby on the way. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, I'm afraid I'm becoming haggard and broken. Plus, Biz lives her parenting dream, Teresa gives us a window into her world, and we talk to Bryn Hunt Palmer of the podcast The Birth Hour. Woo! Hello. Yeah. Hi. How are you, Teresa? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm really in it, guys. You're I'm, in it. I'm really in it. I've got I've got the kids. I've got the baby. Um, I like how those are two separate things. It's two. But they are. They things. are. They are. They really are. Yeah. And yeah. They, but they're both happening to me at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, plus don't forget work and don't yeah. forget relationships. Yeah. Those are all happening. I like. I like happening to you at the they're same time. They're happening to me. They're happening all to happening you. to me. I'm just like <laughs> floating it. through it. All. Yeah. So, do you want a window into my world? Yes. <sighs> okay. So let's see. Whenever my three-year-old, Oscar, um, has a school day, he Mm -hmm. takes a nap. On days where (laughs) he doesn't go to school, we don't have him nap because of what I'm about to explain, which is that when he takes a nap, he doesn't go to bed till like 10 o'clock at night. Yep. And it's really annoying in general. But when you also have an older kid who needs to go to sleep at like 7.30 or 8, mm-hmm. and a baby mm-hmm. who is just needs stuff all the time, having a three-year-old who's staying awake until 10 o'clock at night is a true nightmare. Yeah. Like, it's just really the worst thing ever. He's he's the last person to go to bed and the first person to wake up. It's so annoying. Yeah. And sometimes he also gets up during the night. Yeah. So last night, I'm in there, like, Jesse's been doing, sitting in there with them, like, a lot of the nights, because, you know, I'm busy with the baby a lot of times, and last night, I was like, I'm giving Jesse a break, I'm going to sit in there with them until, you know, Oscar falls asleep. And for whatever reason, they're both just extra wired. Oscar has napped that day at school, Grace is pumped up, they're feeding off each other. I I got them into there at 8, it took until about 9.30 for everybody to be asleep. So I'm holding the baby because the baby had shots yesterday and like didn't want to, he just wanted to be on me. So I'm holding the baby, I'm sitting next to Oscar, finally he goes to sleep at 9.30. Jesse and I watched the new episode of Archer, which was awesome, <laughs> and I only fell asleep at like the last like four minutes of it. Um, it's our favorite show, and then we went to bed. I woke up, you know, multiple times a night yeah. because I do every night because I have a, a newborn infant. Yeah, he sleeps in my bed with me most of the time. You guys, this is controversial. I'm not making an endorsement of this practice. <laughs> it is what I do, and it works for me. <laughs> Um, so, but, so I have that mother on record for never endorsing fucking anything, no, guys. No, I'm not going to, no. So, so baby's with me. I, you know, I'm waking up a couple, I wake up yeah. a couple times to nurse him. Then all of a sudden I, I'm aware of an extra presence in the room. <laughs> And it's Grace, yeah. my oh, five and a half year old, what? who never gets up during the night. And when she does, I take it really seriously yeah. because it's like Something's something wrong. is going on. Yeah. So she's there. She's fully dressed. She has gotten up, <laughs> gotten dressed. Yeah. And she tells me that her legs are killing her. So I guess it's like growing Gross pains birth, or something. Yeah. 
And I can tell she like really needs to like be like physically taking care with us. Yeah. So I'm like, get in bed. Yeah. So <laughs> just get, in, the get bed. in bed. So she gets it, and I'm like, get in between me and daddy. Yeah. Because like I have like the baby near the edge of the bed. Not yeah. Right next to the edge of the bed, but he's like a newborn. <laughs> Look, so you're just rolling. hanging it. Oh, you're just <laughs> hanging the baby dangling. by their feet. <laughs> Off the edge of the bed, co-sleeping. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and so, like, I have the baby. It goes, baby, me. Yeah. And then I want her between me and Jessie so that she doesn't do anything weird with the baby. Well, sure. I mean, not that she would on purpose, <laughs> but, like, I just don't want, What does like, this button do? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, flailing arms. <laughs> so she gets in. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, in a few minutes, I'm yeah. going to have to get up and change the baby's diaper anyway. And once she's asleep, I'll move her to, like, the floor sure. and get her, like, onto a blanket or yeah, something. Yeah, put her on so a, that, that, that stack of rocks you have for the baby. <laughs> Rock sleeping. Right. So I'm, like, thinking this is just, like, momentary. So, but before I'm able to, like, get up and move her, do anything, Oscar comes in. Of, yeah. Of hey, what are you guys doing? Of course. What's going on? And he <laughs> wants to get in bed. But now there's really no room. I don't I don't have anywhere to put him in the bed. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, do you want a floor bed? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I want a floor bed. So I'm like, go oh get your blanket. What is it, like two in the morning? I don't know. You don't know I don't what time check. it is. You don't know what time I know it, it was. I know it was before 4 a.m. It okay. felt like it was probably about 2, 2, oh maybe 3. God. I know it was before 4 because later I, later yeah. at a later wake up, I checked and that's what yeah. it was. So he sets up his floor bed I set up the floor, but I had to get up with him because he can't lay out a blanket. He can't. This is he can't lay out a blanket himself. This is like he fucking can, animal house. He cannot lay out a blanket. <laughs> so I lay the blanket out, and then he's all happy to lay down. Yeah. He's like so happy that he gets to be in our room. You know? Yeah. So he lays down and goes back to sleep, and I'm like, okay, good. He's squared away. So I get back in bed. Grace is asleep. The baby starts nursing and then just poops like a huge poop. So then I'm like, okay, I have to get up and change the baby's yeah. So I get up to change the baby, and Oscar thinks that because I'm getting up with the baby, it means it's morning. morning. Oh! So he's all excited. Mommy, can I have my juice? Is oh, it no. morning now? No. no. <laughs> and I, I was I was kind of rude yeah, because I was like I've done that I was like oh, fuck I'm like no, no it's not it's not morning at all it's, it's not even the middle morning. of the night what do you see it's outside not, it's dark he goes <laughs> it's light outside I'm like it's not at all actually yeah it's totally not light outside I, and he starts crying like oh, full on loud loud crying like so mad that it's not morning and that he can't have his juice I'm like. Go back to sleep. It's it's not morning, you know? <laughs> We're not so, sending you to the orphanage to dig diamonds in a mine. Right. It's just, it's just, it's not, just morning. not morning. Yet. Go back yeah. to bed. Exactly. <laughs> and so I change the baby's diaper. I get back in bed. Oscar's kind of like flailing around, yeah. tantruming on the floor for a while, and then like finally goes back to sleep. Then, you know, I'm probably awake a couple more times in the night because I'm feeding the baby and whatever. <laughs> But then the next time I wake up when it's light, Grace is getting up and Oscar's like, no, mommy says it's not morning. And I'm like, it's light out. And I'm thinking to myself, come on, Oscar. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I know you're not this stupid. Yeah. Like, I know you're three, Don't be but an like, idiot. come on. <laughs> it was dark before. Now it's yeah. Light. But I, I'm not saying anything. No, of course. And Grace goes, it's morning. It's morning. Look outside. It's morning. And he's like, oh, it's morning. Then can I have my juice? And I'm like, uh, 
I'll get to it in a minute. Yeah. Like, I'm just waking up. I'm physically yeah. waking up. I'm like, my body From is my not From my non-sleeping awake night. Yeah. So I'm, like, starting to, <laughs> starting to get up. And I, I'm not even starting to get up, but I'm, like, thinking about getting oh up. God, and the baby's asleep, but I know he's about to get awakened yeah. by the household. And Oscar starts flipping out because I'm not, like, getting, getting up fast enough. Right. Like, I'm just not doing it fast enough. And that's why he's mad. So he's having an actual now a real meltdown tantrum yeah. for no, like I've said yes. Yeah, I've said that's what I'm about to do. I'm getting up. I'm just physically waking up. I'm just getting up. I'm not up yet. I'm getting there. When I'm going to do that. Did you start crying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean the. The, like, tantrum from Oscar in the morning about, like, wanting stuff yeah. faster is pretty normal, No, I still cry through this. I still cry through this. Okay. But still, like, totally. Maybe the oxytocin yeah, helps maybe. me. <laughs> um, Beat some more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, today was, like, a particular shit show just yeah. because oh, yeah. it was every single person. And, like, my eyes throughout the story, my eyes were, like, literally, I know, dilating at times. Like, I was just like, this is, like, every, (laughs) this is going to tie in so beautifully, I think, to our discussion that we're going to have later. We'll say, I'll I'll remind you of the pain you just shared with us in a few moments. Great. But that is, that's that is like just a shit show. It is a shit show. And also, and it's nothing special. Like, nobody was sick. That's right. Nothing right. was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I assume special. most of you guys listening have experienced yeah. something like this. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You just you did it. Yeah, a thing. Yeah, I, did I, I, I gotta tell you, that is exhausting. Yeah, you're remarkable. Thank you. Well, I'm really sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah. Just wanted to share. Thanks, and, thanks and, for sharing. Yeah, it was a great was little great. Uh, tidbit there. <laughs> um, how how are you? I'm good. Uh, it is. I just want to share quickly. Ellis. Uh, has never had a haircut. Both of my children didn't get haircuts till they were like way into their threes. I think Katie Bell was like almost four when we finally cut her hair. I just don't make kids with hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellis's hair has been growing. And so it's a little like, it was a little uh, kind of curly, but a little long around the neck. But he didn't want a haircut. Mm. And I wasn't going to take him somewhere that he was going to hate. And I yeah. didn't care. Yeah. Uh, but he had somewhere in his mind, he'd gone with Stefan a few times to go get Stefan's uh, mm-hmm. haircut and in his mind he's like I'm not ready for that but when I'm a little older in three months like he just came up with this arbitrary in three months I'll get a haircut <laughs> so and, and you can cut it and I was I like alright like whatever like, say sure. that they don't understand so the Go day on. that Ellis gave up the bottle uh, which I shared last week mm-hmm. the day that he gave up the bottle he like, throws it away and he turns to me and he says has it been I was like we're like oh what a big boy you know what a big kid you are that's uh-huh. like, you know we're so proud of you for doing this and he says has it been 3 months like uh-huh. this totally random question but I knew what he was talking about yeah, I was like yeah. yeah and he goes okay then I get my haircut it's like a breakup haircut yeah he was like you can cut my hair tonight that's and I was so like funny. okay I was like okay so like I like I got scissors and I've yeah. always wanted to cut the kid's hair but Katie Bell's hair was so curly yeah. and so that I was like I am not screwing with this yeah ellis's is like more fine and curly uh-huh. and i was just gonna go across the neck right uh-huh. like just around that and i did it put him in a chair and he was all good just sitting there and uh-huh. i it was like four snips yeah <laughs> to cut out the hair 
It's so cute. Aww. He looks like such a little kid. Oh, God. And his little neck is exposed, and it's yeah. so cute. And Aww. I felt like I had just, like, nailed some sort of, I didn't realize, like, how, yeah. like, what a parenting moment that had been yeah. for me. I was like, I want to be able to cut my kid's hair. Yeah. You know, of course, totally. now he's like, cut more hair. I'm like, I'm not cutting more hair. Yeah. I'm not doing bangs. Yeah. You know, but, like, anyway, it's very cute. And I felt like a totally good mom That's moment. That's awesome. It was. So and I felt, good. like, so, like, yay. So, uh, so so far in the show, we've talked about sweet parenting moments, and we've talked about uh, the parenting moments that turn us into a shell of a person. <laughs> Both of those things, uh, I think, play nicely in today's topic, which is, am I becoming haggard and broken? Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Are you afraid you're becoming haggard and broken? <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. I don't mean, make me answer that. I don't know if anybody just listened to the first part of the show. <laughs> but I feel like we've almost had half of this discussion yeah. at the beginning. So yeah. actually, let's let's wait. Let's actually take a how moment. how could you not I know, after a night like I've that? I've had right? it broken after hearing the story. Yeah. Let's, let's wait for a second. Okay. Actually, I want to start off. Let's set a picture. Yeah, okay, yeah. let's set a picture. Yes. We like to set a picture here. Mm-hmm. When one thinks... Of mother. <laughs> uh, there are a few images that I think come to mind. We're talking about the negative. Yes, like definitely that. the negative. No We're not talking about, about like, that, like beautiful, the maternal, ethereal, ethereal in a yeah. field, sunbeams yeah. coming down on your belly, yeah, no. children perfectly not bothered by the thousands of flies that are probably surrounding <laughs> them in that fucking field. I hate those pictures. And anyway, I'm like, that's full of bugs. Yeah. And my kids would be losing their minds. And they're getting ticks. And they're getting ticks. They're getting eaten There's by ticks. There's definitely gnats. Anyway, um, maybe we are our own worst stereotype. Anyway, so let's think about the more negative mm-hmm. image of mother. Yeah. And I, I think it is the haggard and broken, haggard woman, and broken woman. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can, yeah. everybody at some point in time in their life, may have said, I'm never going to be a mom. I'm never having yeah. kids, right? At some, like, youthful, like, flying-free moment, yeah. you saw a mother yeah. somewhere in public. Yeah. They had been released from their house. Yeah. Or maybe you went to somebody's house, mm-hmm. and you saw, a mo- you saw a mother in the wild somewhere, mm-hmm. and you thought, I am not doing that. That is not for me. That I woman don't want is to become that. haggard yep. and broken. Yep. They're usually not put together mm-hmm. very well mm-hmm. uh, in the image that I'm thinking. Yeah. A uh, lot of roots yep. in the hair. What else? What else? It's makes just you like think? There's, there's no self care visible. Yeah. Right? No visible like, self care. Not really like taking care of themselves. And it's like all outwardly focused. Yeah. Like she, she's hunched. She's, yeah, she's reaching hunched. after children. Yeah. Um, she's like rushed. Rushed. She might be sweating. 
Yeah, there's also body fluid she's, coming at her from from the yeah, children, right? Like and she, you've seen her like and, take your hand, <laughs> certainly not myself, and just use their clothes to wipe fluids from their children, right? Like just I just use the edge of my shirt. I mean, this woman just uses the edge of right. her shirt to wipe her child's nose. It's kind of like you just imagine that she hasn't bought new underwear for herself in like six years. <laughs> Let's go let that silence sit there uh, for a moment because uh, no one could possibly relate to that. Yeah, yeah, she's not well. No, she's, she's not, not well. well. That's another good way. That's of a good it. way of saying like yeah. you see her and you go, she's not. I got to get well. Yeah. She's not well. Yeah, right. Okay, I think we can safely say that even once we decided to have children, uh-huh. the challenge was on. Yeah, that we would never be that that person. That person. Yeah. How is that working out for you? Let's all take a moment to reflect on the story Teresa just shared uh, that all took place at night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like yesterday I was driving in the car and I had um, what I called a moment of vivid (laughs) self-reflection, which was... Like, I had met a friend for a walk in the morning, which is great. That's That's great. self-care. But I thought I would go home and shower and change before taking the baby to the doctor Mm -hmm. um, for his two-month checkup. And I went home, and of course, you know, he's two months old, so he was nursing and needing a bunch of stuff, and I, like, barely had time to shove food in my face, which is, like, all I want to do all day long anyway. So I just didn't have time to shower. And if I was going to shower before the doctor's appointment, it would have been really, really rushed, and I wouldn't have been able to do something else I needed to do. So I basically just, like, looked at what I was wearing, yeah, and I was, like... The dried sweat from the walk. Yeah. Like the sunscreen. Yeah. The like partially clothes I had slept in the night before, but thrown on something else with it. Like having not shaved my legs in forever. Like truly forever. I can legitimately, when I'm out for a run, I realize it's time because I can feel the wind (laughs) affecting them. And I'm like, what is that? Oh, I now, I now have felt that so many times that I know exactly what that is. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I swear I did this recently. Yeah. Uh, clearly not. So anyways, and like my hair was not okay. Yeah. Like, and nothing was okay, really. Yeah. But I thought to myself, I don't know. I have a newborn. I'm just going to the doctor. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's what I thought sure. to myself. Yeah. But then in this moment of self-reflection, I realized, like... Yeah, sure. I have the excuse that I have a newborn. Yeah. But this is just so sad. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not trying to beat up on myself right. for the circumstances being what they were. Right. Um, and I wasn't even self-conscious about how I looked because I was just mom going to the doctor with well, the right. baby. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Well, like so I guess the, taking care of business. Like yeah, I, I don't mean, care. We talk about on the show, like being forgiving of yourself yeah, with whatever it is that you're in the middle of feeling, of beating yourself up about, mm-hmm. okay? But that doesn't mean that doesn't also exist with the self-reflection part and that there's anything wrong with self-reflecting. Mm-hmm. No, no. I mean, we're trying to catch this before either one of these things <laughs> goes off the deep end. Either right. the, I've totally fully accepted that, you know, that I'm going to 
become the stereotype and never strive to do something that might make me feel good, whatever that is, yeah. versus I'm going to reflect on it so much that I become depressed, right? right. Like you don't, right. and I hate myself, right? Yeah, like yeah. So, so what we're trying to do today is talk about this in a way that keeps us afloat a little bit, mm-hmm. but like I... I totally know what you mean. I saw driving to the show today, I'm at this intersection, and I see this woman, and she's got four kids with her. Mm-hmm. They're all her kids. There's okay. no man with her. That okay. These are her children. Okay. And there's one in the stroller, and there's three walking uh-huh. of various ages. Maybe okay. the oldest was like maybe seven or eight, okay. right? I don't know. My kids are tall, so I don't know. Yeah. Seven or eight. Uh, and then maybe like a six-ish, then maybe a Four-ish, and then this, and then this, this maybe little. somewhere in the yeah. sitting up in a stroller, uh-huh. and I just kind of glimpsed them, and they, all the kids kind of looked like happy. They were all kind of talking to each other, and they were talking to the mom, and they were all kind of staying together. And I thought, God, she's got it so together. And it, actually, my first thought was not she's got it so together. My first thought was, I don't think I look like that when I'm out with the kids. Mm. I feel like, like relaxed. Yeah, like enjoying. relaxed and yeah. that my children are enjoying my company mm. and that I'm enjoying theirs. Yeah. I feel like for me, the haggard broken is that I constantly feel, and this feels like it's a an extension of how you were feeling mm. about like your physical mm-hmm. uh, state, is this feeling of rushed, this feeling of expectation of disaster, uh-huh. this feeling of... I've just got to keep everything. I've done. We just yeah. have to get to point. Like just leaving yeah. the house feels more like a chore of getting from A to B as opposed to going to do anything uh, nice yeah. with my children all together. Like yeah. it's because like yeah. and so I'm looking at this woman and I didn't see a haggard, broken woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I also didn't see her like with rose petals floating down right. around her yeah. either. But I really had that self reflection moment of. I don't think I look like that. I feel like I'm the hag. I'm more of the haggard yeah. mom, yeah. right? The, ah, I don't yeah. I don't, all I have is a noise effect for for haggard mom. <laughs> yeah. But if I was a noise, it would be like ah, I gotta get it, yeah. Yeah. like just like grabbing yeah. at things, yeah. like clawing like a cat trying yeah. to get out of a bag. I totally get right. This. And yeah. so again, I have to say to myself, I'm. I maybe I'm not. Right? Like, I have yeah. to be like, maybe it's okay that there are some days that are stressful. But I feel like the idea of becoming a haggard and broken mom stereotype uh-huh. is that there's this fine line between, like, recognizing the days when the bar is too low right. and being okay with it. Yeah. Like, being forgiving. And then succumbing to it. Yeah. And I think this plays some into the anxiety that we talked about last week uh, where we talked about making new friends at schools and, like, how anxious we can feel. And Uh we talked about, like, well, when you're kind of isolated at home a lot, it's hard to see what you are like out in the world, right? It's hard to see yourself. You just Well, and you just kind of feel bad about yourself. So it's hard to, like, be like, I'm ready to be confident and make friends. Because you're just like, oh, I'm broken. I'm broken. I will never be the person I was. Yeah, yeah. Take these pics like in Beauty and the Beast. I'm just shredding old pictures of myself, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's it's like fighting the haggard stare. It's like fighting this, like, you know, ghost. Yeah. Of of the future, 
who's just lurking about you I all the time. I specifically bought sense? a bunch of new underwear like two yeah. weeks ago because I was like, That's I'm really... going to buy some really nice underwear because yeah. I am like, it wasn't even that I felt like shopping for it no. or like was excited about it yeah. or anything. I was just like, I am doing this as a defense <laughs> against, against dark what arts. can happen. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like. It does. It does because I think it's, I was thinking, I keep having this moment recently where it's like five, th- five, between five and six is when I normally cook dinner for the kids mm-hmm. before Stefan comes home. Mm-hmm. And I've been having this moment of like, I can't believe it. I'll start cooking and everybody's quiet for a second. They haven't come in and started like making it impossible to cook. Mm-hmm. And I have this moment where I'm like, I can't believe I fucking cook dinner every night for this family. Right? Right. Where I'm like, yeah. I'm like oh my God, for seven like years, yeah. I pretty much make People in this house food every night. I know. And oh my God. sometimes they eat it and sometimes they don't. But here I am just cooking. like mechanically cooking yeah. food yeah. every night, which doesn't sound that remarkable. No, no. I, except I know when what you've you're done saying. it. So, yeah. No one cares that I'm doing it. Sometimes it's, you know, frozen. Sometimes it's from scratch, yeah. like whatever. But like, I'm not, I'm doing this. Every night. And there's something about that that I think adds to that, like, who am I becoming? Am I like this hacker? Like, time to cut the food and, like, watch, you know, and, like, put it out. There's there's a monotony to parenting that there's all the monotony and the stuff that, like, happens during the day that no one gives you credit for or celebrates you for, like, the book yeah. reports, the, the so work. so much unseen the, uh, work. Did you read the so emails much. from school? Yeah. Did you not reply to them? Did yeah. you get to remember to get the food, the yeah. cat, the, the this, snacks, the, uh, the vitamins, the feeding, the, the babies, the yeah. changing. And we've done, we've talked about that. And then you add to that the nighttime yeah. of being woken up <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And we've talked about... Even there, the like idea that let's say you've had a good stretch of sleep for a couple mm-hmm. of months, it just takes one night of mm-hmm. your sleep getting screwed up yeah. to really just to set you back. It's like one step forward, 18 steps back yeah. is like what it feels like. Yeah. And so then you have to go out into the world. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know how we all aren't I know. the haggard, broken stereotypes because we have to interact with our partners and like, yeah, I mean, I mean, dads have their own version of this, right. which is the checked out dumb old dad doesn't <laughs> help. Right. Like that's that stereotype you've got to fight with. Right. That like, you know, have I, I'm sure that there's a dad conversation somewhere of have I become the checked out dumb old dad? You yeah. know what I mean? Like everybody, every parent in the game has this looming shadow that follows them around i don't know i don't know if i'm supposed to make friends with that shadow Mm. are we supposed to make friends are we supposed to like you know exercise it like a demon i mean none of us want to just say i give up no i I really don't believe that no 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 no. um i know so how do you but i also think there are times where i'm also not saying so everybody get up off the couch and let's go run eight miles either i mean like i don't believe in getting back to something that i was or wasn't yeah. either yeah no, right I'm like i don't yeah so it, it's it's i think it's i think it's like a detaching from like the the like stress of this and mm. the fear that like just because you did this one day or for one week yeah. or whatever that that is becoming you like i feel like right. 
I have to because I'm so in it right now. Yeah, you're really in that, it. That right like now. I have to just go, well, some days I have it together, some days yeah. I don't. Like today I'm here, I'm wearing earrings. Yeah, you look very and nice. I'm showered. Today. Yeah. I, I don't know how like it's that's gonna work today. Right. And then tomorrow, you know, I might be a complete You'll be in mess. this exact same outfit. Yeah, I'll still be wearing it. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be really smelly. <laughs> that could totally happen. I think that when we say like Oh my God, I did this. I'm what am I becoming? Right. This is me. I you know, I can't get out of this. Then yeah. we kind of fall deeper right, into right. it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Rather than just saying like well, this is the reality was... today. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. might even be the reality again tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. But this is today, you know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I That's agree. That's the best I can do with this right now, I think. I guess it just goes back to nothing has to be permanent. Right. Yeah. And, and we're not, nothing has to yeah. be rushed. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like because even just the idea of like giving myself time to think about how I get out of being haggard and broken yeah. can sometimes be too much. It is. Right? Yeah. Like so And the answer to this is never like, well, I need to like you were saying, like, yeah. well, I need to be running every day. I need to go get my hair done. I need to buy right. clothes. I need to like do this, this, yeah. this, and this every single day. Like it's not that's like the answer to this is not giving ourselves more work to do. The answer like, is only to recognize that there's a looming shadow walking about. Yes. And say hi. <laughs> See if it wants a beer. <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported in part by Jet, a shopping site that makes it easy to save money on the stuff you buy all the time. It's got everything from like your basic household goods that you need, like toilet paper and food, those two things that you need, as well as other things that you need, like, oh my God, I need toilet paper, food, and a cool toy for a birthday party that's tomorrow, or to ease the boredom in my house. Prices drop as you shop, so the more you add to your cart, the more you can save. You get free shipping on orders over $35, free returns within 30 days and there are no membership or annual fees so for ten dollars off your first three orders of 35 dollars or more visit jet.com and enter promo code bad mother at checkout that's jet.com code bad mother terms and conditions apply see jet.com for details Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. I've done this as my genius in the past, I think, and I'm going to do it again because it totally counts and bears repeating. I had my baby get his two-month vaccinations on time on his two-month birthday. Boom. Done. Done. Vaccinate. Pump that child full of disease resistance. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. Thanks. Very good job. What you got? Guys, 
Teresa and I were talking about the fact that, like, when you come in here every week and you have to share, and, like, bees, speaking of being super self-reflective, the geniuses and fails just don't seem all that remarkable anymore. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, I'm pulling out. Sometimes, some weeks, it's hard Mm -hmm. to figure one out. Uh, But I will just say I I have been really low on the self-care a lot recently, and Mm -hmm. I really notice it. But I have been making uh, time to work on some puzzles. Oh, I wish my self care could be more social sometimes. Yeah. Like when I'm having my self reflection, like I don't talk to people anymore. Yeah. But uh, I really like puzzles, and I've just been getting the right size, the right amount of you know pieces. It's on my kitchen counter. I can just work it whenever. Uh, that really, it's been nice. Good job. Thank you. That's great. I'm leaving a genius moment for the week. Um, my daughter has been throwing up the past few days, and um, on. Uh, two nights ago, she, we put her bed. We knew she was going to wake up in the night and throw up again. Um, and she has a levy that she carries around with her all day. And all day, we have been trying to get it away from her to wash it. And we successfully did that once. So it was clean um, because it, she had kept throwing up on it. Um, and so, but my concern was she was going to throw up on it during the middle of the night, and then we were going to have to try to get it and put it in the wash, and she wouldn't be able to fall back asleep without her levy. So after she fell asleep, we switched her levy out with one of the levies that we have from our stash that's the exact same material, so she wouldn't know in her sleep that we had switched it out, um, but when she did wake up during the middle of the night and threw up on it, she had her real lovey to fall back asleep with. So crisis averted. You're all doing a great job. Thanks. I just felt like this mm-hmm. was one of those ones that really needed to be said, I see you. Yeah. I see what you did there. So nice. You're doing a good job. Really good job. That is such a no one gives a shit I that know. you guys thought about that and I then know. you made the effort to do it. We see you. Yeah, we do. And you're you're really remarkable. Great job. Good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. So I've been having some anxiety. <laughs> I don't know why. why? <laughs> what, could, what could possibly be causing it? <laughs> but it's like manifesting in this weird way where it's like just the most little mundane things. Mm. Like, And so like last night... I had gotten this chocolate out of the cabinet that I was opening for the first time and I was like eating a chunk of it. It's like dark chocolate where you're sure. just taking a piece. So I I had some chocolate and then when I went to put it back, I was like, oh, but it's open now. Should I? And I'm doing doing all this with the baby in right. my arms, of course, right yeah. before bed. Should I? It's open now. Should I put it back in the cabinet? No, it might get kind of melty because it's been kind of warm lately. <laughs> I think I'll put it in the fridge no, the cabinet. I'm going back and forth about this. <laughs> really, it's so stupid. Yeah. I just need to go to bed, like yeah. right then. And so I reach into the fridge to put it in the fridge and I slide it in near the top and I go to close the fridge. And then I think to myself, nah, one of the kids is going to come in here and get something out of the fridge and they're going to see yeah. it. And then they're going to pull it out. The dogs are going to eat it. and The dogs are going <laughs> to like die. And so I'm like, I better get it back out of the fridge. And I go and grab it. And it's right next to like a bowl of blueberries. And the bowl of blueberries just falls out and falls all oh, over everywhere. the floor. So then I'm in there like, for 10 away. more minutes cleaning it up. The well, blueberries. the problem is blueberries are like I the know. one thing my dogs won't eat. Yeah. Like they, they'll eat 
anything but blueberries no yeah. and so i just knew the squish oh you gotta be... step on it yeah. yeah yeah so i just anyway i had to it was oh. so stupid nice yeah nice yeah uh i might have a similar refrigerator uh related and so this is like less of a horrible fail and more of a huh <laughs> okay uh so <laughs> i feel like i go i've just accepted the fact uh, of, that I go to the store every day. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't have everything I need yeah. and that I just fucking have to go to the store every day, no matter how well I've planned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I've accepted that ghost into my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm at the store. I'm at Trader Joe's uh, uh, this week and I go in to go get some things for dinner and every time I go to the store, I think, do we need milk? And I would like to say that for like the last, I don't know, seven years, I've been like, I think we're good on milk. And then I come home and there's just enough for like right. one more day of milk. And then yeah. I have to go back to the store the next yeah. day to go get milk, perpetuating the cycle. Yeah. So this time I said, do we need milk? And I thought, I bet we need I, I've always told myself I'm getting the milk. Yeah. If I, if I think. If you're not milk, sure. Get the milk. Just get the milk. Get the milk. Yeah. So I'm feeling very smug. Yeah. And I get home and I open the refrigerator and I have two other gallons of like milk in there because I had bought milk <laughs> two days before. Plus, we still had like over a half a thing of milk. That because I had had this clearly, I had this conversation with myself two days earlier. Do we need milk? Give milk. So now my refrigerator is full, full of, of milk. milk. I mean, like so, big things of milk, guys. Like, I'll come pick some yeah, up on the way so home. We totally need milk. Much milk in my house. <laughs> Hi, this is a fail. Um, Not necessarily a parenting fail, but a fail that resulted because my kids have melted my brain. Um, Today, I went to the bank and I needed to get out some money, but I needed it in certain denominations. So I was talking to the teller and I told her that I needed a 20, four tens, four fives, and a seven. And she kind of looked at me and she said, you need what? And it took me a minute before I realized what I had said, and then I corrected myself and apologized and told her I actually needed seven ones. Um, <laughs> I used to know that sevens did not exist. There was no denomination for seven, but apparently I no longer know that. Um, my brain has been destroyed. Anyway, I uh, love the show. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks. You same. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yep, that's the haggard and broken. That's the like <laughs> varying degrees. Broken. It's just yeah. varying degrees. Yeah, it's like a new life. Mm-hmm. You've just started a new life <laughs> where things are different. Yep, and that's a thing. Well, there you go. You're failing at asking for money. <laughs> <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care.com, the easy and reliable way to find care for everyone in the family, when and where you need it. Plus, they make it super easy with their premium membership, which gets a lot of great benefits, giving you the tools for background checks, reference checks, qualifications, certifications, And it's really great, especially for those last-minute moments like, oh, my God, I need somebody to come right now because we're actually going to have a date night. So it's not just for babysitters. You can also find housekeepers, dog walkers, tutors, errand runners, and senior care on care.com. 
To save 30% off a Care.com premium membership and receive a $15 credit that you can use towards paying your caregiver when you use Care.com's convenient payment platform, visit Care.com slash badmother when you subscribe. Teresa, let's call a parent. Great. This week, we are calling Bren Hunt Palmer of the podcast and blog, The Birth Hour, that collects not only birth stories, but also pregnancy and postpartum struggles, triumphs, and resources. Welcome, Bren. Hi. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, Before we get into the podcast and the stories, uh, let's find out what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? Sure. So I live in Austin, Texas, and I live with my husband, Richard, and my two kids. Adelaide is five, and Darwin is three and a half. Oh, well, there you are. You're in it. (laughs) (laughs) This this is a room full of people who have three-year-olds right now. Uh, Were your kids up last night? (laughs) Yeah, were your kids up all night? Teresa's were all of them. No, I had one in my bed with me, which is always you know, a little bit of a hindrance on sleep, but for the most part, we got a decent night's sleep last night. Good job. Is that like, maybe that's what we should just all be saying? Yeah. Uh, I got a relatively decent night's sleep last night is a new way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, As opposed to either just flat out crying or lying and saying it was great. Uh, Mine are only great right now because I've had to take a lot of Benadryl for allergies. I'm like, good night. Uh, all right, let's get into the uh, the podcast and the blog, the birth hour. Let's start. Uh, let's just start with you know, pretty simple question, uh, which is, what led you to start doing this? Why, why, why on earth, Bren, would you do this? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm one of those people that when I was pregnant was like an over researcher and did a ton <laughs> of research about birth and found myself reading a lot of birth stories, and uh, I guess it was around the time when people first started really blogging their birth story and things like that. So I would find myself staying up, like, way too late while (laughs) pregnant, like 3 a.m., just reading birth story after birth story, and I'd get so emotional every time, Um, but I just was addicted to them, and so once I discovered podcasts, which for the longest time I thought were just, like, this nerdy thing that my husband listened to... um, But I discovered them through Serial. That was my uh, gateway podcast. And it was immediately like, ooh, I want a podcast. And just kind of had this light bulb moment of it would be so much easier to listen to birth stories than read them on random blogs all over the internet. Uh, as you guys know, podcasts are perfect for moms because you can listen to them in all the weird random places and doing the weird things that we do. So right. That's kind of how that came about. And I just recorded my first one and it was a V-back story and I was crying by the end of it and I was totally hooked. So that's how it started. <laughs> it is, I have to say, it is interesting to use the word, uh, you become obsessed with birth stories <laughs> because like this is, but I think this is like true in the parenting world. I think it's like very easy to get I think obsessed is the right word, you know, Did you say addicted, mm-hmm. addicted. Yeah. It's addicted to get addicted uh, to to this sort of thing. Like, I, you know, like sometimes you get addicted to like the the like the weeks before your baby is due. They're like, is this a sign? Like you're just like cruising. Right. Like you're just like I have to see another thing. Uh, you get like it's and addicted to birth stories is I mean, that's like a very specific niche mm-hmm. of, of the parenting world because but like. It, 
Oh, yo, go ahead. No, it's just, it kind of also makes sense because yeah. of, like, the high of birth. Yeah. Like, it makes sense that, that, like, our brains would want to go back for more and, like, kind of get that same, like, little kick from, like, that feeling of, like, this new person coming into the world. Well, yeah, did you, so here's a question. Did you start this before or after you had your first child? After. Okay. Wow. I, had, I had had both kids. Um, All I right. had the idea when my son was about mm, six months old or so, and then it took me like a year or so to like actually do it. So yeah, he was already two, I guess. So there wasn't like when I started. It wasn't like, oh, now I've had a kid and I'm totally bored with birth stories. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, so were you, but you were reading a lot of them before you had your first child. So I guess I'm going to ask uh, sort of separate from the the blog and podcast is, did, did it ever upset you or stress you out or make you anxious? I mean, some birth stories are really delightful and magical, perfect experiences. Uh, and then everybody else had a baby <laughs> in right. the normal way. And by normal, I mean in a million different ways. Exactly. Yeah. And, that's the one thing I've learned is there is no normal yeah. birth story. There's always something that's just like totally different than everyone else. But no, I actually found it really helpful. I was planning home birth. So it was really easy to like search specifically for home birth stories. And I remember in my first labor, something happened to me that I remember reading about and it totally helped me be like, oh, okay, this is a really important thing for me to like listen to my midwife, change positions and make sure like I don't have the same outcome that that person that I read about did. And I think it really helped me through that. So, and I've heard similar feedback from um, my listeners as well, that they just like pulled strength from the stories they heard on the birth hour, which just blows my mind because it's not like what I expected when I started this, but it's been a really cool part of it. Well, let's, I, I, let's, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, the stories that you, that you put on. Do you, I mean, again, uh, we all like to hear good stories. Uh, last week, we had a guest on and we were talking about sort of the difficult conversation about having conversations about issues that arise during pregnancy. Injuries, uh, you know, specifically injuries, Last the last show. Like, you know, heaven forbid, you know, you go run a marathon, you know there's a good chance you might have an injury, so you prepare for it and you prepare afterwards for that, right? But like with a baby, it's like, you've got it. Doctors are there to help you. Birth is the most natural thing you'll ever do. Don't worry about it. Great. I don't want to worry about it. And then if anything happens, it's very hard to know how to take care of yourself or to even know that you need to take care of it. Um, and, and during that conversation, you know, Teresa brought up a really good point that I had kind of forgotten. I felt that I'm sure if I went back two years ago to listen to myself on the show, we would both be like, we ain't listening to any birth stories. Like mm -hmm. it's going to make me go down paths that will upset me. And I'm already like concerned as a geriatric mother yeah. uh, with my geriatric <laughs> pregnancy, uh, in my late thirties. Um, and so were you ever, do you include really difficult birth stories? Were you ever worried about including those stories? Uh, and uh, what's, have you found there to be, what have the response been for those types of stories? I and mean, I feel like you're like a birth story expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when I started the podcast, I definitely wanted to include all types of birth stories. Um, and, you know, having two home births myself, I knew I was in the minority there and I wanted to really be inclusive of all types of births. And I also agree that I think it's really 
rude to walk up to a woman who's eight months pregnant and tell her some awful story about <laughs> something that happened to you in your birth. But with the podcast, I have the opportunity yeah. to, first of all, title the episodes. So if there's something really, you know, traumatic or crazy that happened, like that will be in the title. And then at the beginning of the episode, I will say like, for anyone who doesn't feel like they're in a good spot right now to listen to something like this, skip it, come back later, whatever you feel is right for you. Um, and I think that there's like two kinds of people, like some people want to hear everything yeah. that could possibly go wrong. And some people like want to protect their space. Um, and I've actually had a lot of people say that they skipped the like cesarean birth stories because they're like, I'm not going to have a cesarean. And then they ended up with one and they're like, now I'm going back and listening to those. And it's really helpful to hear that, like, I'm not alone. And like the people, other people went through like the same path of interventions and things that happened. And it's also helping me kind of prepare for my next birth, which is really cool to hear. Yeah. I mean, I think, do you think that that's like the takeaway from sharing these stories? I mean, do you think, what do you think after listening to so many stories, uh, what do you think we we get from it? Is it, I mean, both as the listener and as the teller? Right. Well, I think that for the most part, it's like every woman's favorite story to tell. Like, I've noticed that I can walk into um, a room with like a 50-year-old woman and a brand new mom and like they'll swap birth stories once they hear what I do um, and find common ground there, which is really interesting. Um, so I think it's cathartic <laughs> to share your story. No matter well, wait, what. I have to like, I have to stop. Do you think, does it ever become like one of those things where it's like, oh, like, like the old, like dueling, I've got the worst arthritis kind of thing, you know, like I have the worst like injury, like, like the scene in Jaws where it's like, oh, you think that's a scar. Here's a scar. Right. <laughs> Did you think that like, right. uh, have you ever found yourself in a situation where people are like trying to almost, I feel like I have forgotten almost everything about my births. <laughs> Except, except having them. Um, yeah, I think that people, like, if they are like, oh, I had, um, you know, retained placenta and the other person had something similar like that, they're immediately like, oh, yeah, and, like, jump in about how, you know, their experience was. So I think if it's something where you have it in common, yeah. then, yeah, it's really easy to kind of compare your experiences. <laughs> um, and I do think I'm a little bit like, you know, when there's a doctor at a party and you're like, oh, can you tell me, like, what's wrong with my or whatever. Right. I think that people hearing that I do birth stories like immediately start telling me their birth stories, <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> as far as to the listener, I think, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, it just really depends on the person. I have a lot of um, pregnant moms that find the podcast just through, just through like searching in iTunes. Um, and they are coming to really just hear like what could happen to me. Um, uh, and then the other people are like, have already had their babies and just really like either our birth junkies, who we call, <laughs> we call each other, or they just really want to like hear other women's experiences. And we talk about postpartum and breastfeeding and all that stuff too, which sometimes is what remains in your mind a little bit longer than your birth story. Right. Well, I do think, you know, I, Teresa was mentioning we, a couple of weeks ago, we, Teresa came back to the show. She had been out uh, after having her mm -hmm. third child, Curtis, and she shared her birth story. And, you know, we had a brief conversation about, like, thank you for asking. I really wanted to share it. And, mm -hmm. like, and I think there really is uh, significance to asking to hear people's stories and to... Uh, 
feeling like you can share them. There is, you know, we are still working in a culture of uh, hush and silence mm-hmm. and gross, gross, gross. I mean, I got to tell you, I came from a background of gross. I mean, like, I can't imagine sitting down with anybody in my, anybody in my family and being like, I want to hear my birth story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it not being met with like, I mean, they would because they love me. But like, simultaneously, we ain't talking about that. Well, you know, like we don't, I mean, not out of like shame or guilt or anything like that. It's just, oh, it's a lot, right? Like, and so... I don't come from like, let's all gather around to talk about when the baby came to town. Like, we're not, like, it's just not, like, we will talk about lots of other things. So I am probably like your opposite of a birth junkie on some level, right? So it is, but from talking to people and doing the show, uh, I, I really do see the significance and I think power in being able to share those stories and to to hear them you know like it's mm-hmm. I, I think it's a very powerful thing has there is there anything that's like surprised you uh out of doing the show have, have you had any moments where you're like i just did not think this is what this was going to be or or anything like that yeah i mean going back to your question about sharing the hard stories um something that was kind of one of the reasons it took me so long to get it started was that one of my best friends or actually my best friend um, her son was stillborn at 34 weeks and I was there for it and it was, you know, a very dark time in my life and it really postponed it because I was like, I can't hear any birth stories right now. Like when yeah. a birth announcement would come to our house, I would throw it away. Like I couldn't look at pictures of new babies. I was just in a really dark place. Um, and she went on to have her rainbow baby about a year and a half later and she came on the podcast and shared both stories. And it was our most listened to episode by like double of any other episode. Um, and I got so much feedback from people just saying like how much it touched them and sharing their own stories of loss. And I think it goes back to what you were saying about how, you know, things weren't really talked about until recently. And now we talk a lot more about miscarriage and loss. And the reality is that most women have had a miscarriage or at least know someone who have had and you know our mothers had no one to talk to about that so I think that um I guess it shouldn't have surprised me but it did by how how many listens it got and how much positive feedback it got and since we're best friends you know she shows up on my Instagram feed and stuff and people are always like oh how's that rainbow baby doing and (laughs) just love that episode so much so that was really um awesome to see that happen yeah well I, I I think that's it I mean I think it's um the isolation that can come with parenting uh, and all the things that come with that, whether it be loss, whether it be uh, something traumatic happening, whether it be really good, happy, super mundane things that happen. We, you know, the struggles and the triumphs. I, I don't know. We were talking today, I guess, about the haggard, broken stereotype of what a mom is, right? And I think we it's much easier to see us as that, to see ourselves as that, to see others as that, to, as a society, to see, again, other, right? Like, what is the main part of the word mother? Other, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> th- this is out there. And I I really do think the—, the and I this has been my experience is the more we talk about this stuff, uh, whether it be the very small triumphs that we do during the day that no one gives a shit about and the high fiving each other for that or sharing things like these birth stories uh, that are both uh, 
wonderful and very difficult, there is definitely somebody out there who shares that experience with with you, right? And right. and all we want to do is feel not alone in that experience. And I I just I just want to say thank you for doing the podcast. I think it is a, a real a gift to to people who need to hear these stories and even more a gift to people who need to share their stories. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah, we're going to link everybody up to it so that they can find out more about it. And if people are interested in reaching out to you to share uh, their personal experiences, how can they best do that? They can just go to thebirthhour.com and right at the top, there's a button you can click that says share your story and it's a form you can fill out. That's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to link everybody up to that. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. And we host the first podcast ever made, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Every Monday, we put out the first ever advice comedy podcast ever. They found our podcast on Dead Sea Scrolls. We're the Hammurabi Code of podcasts, and we're ready to entertain you with jokes that we invented, the first jokes. So join us every Monday on MaximumFun.org. You'll never crack our code, Dan Brown. Just try me. It's history in the making. And in the faking. And it's all yours for the taking. My name is Patrick. My name is Parker. Max FunCon has been a huge inspiration in my life. And now I have this network of friends that I've made that span literally across the entire globe, and they're some of my favorite people in the world. I truly cannot believe the amount of wonderful and lasting friendships that have come out of this. If you feel like you might not fit in, as long as you're a good person, you'll fit in because everyone there is good and amazing and kind and wonderful, and you should absolutely go. It will be the best decision of your life. Make a ton of new friends like Parker and Patrick at Max FunCon. Tickets for Max FunCon and Max FunCon East are on sale now at maxfuncon.com. That was so nice. Yeah, it was great. I just, like, I really, I feel like we're in, like, some weird, uh, not weird, I feel like we're in some zone yeah. show-wise. We've been Sometimes doing a lot of birth stuff. A lot of birth-related yeah. stuff, a lot of, let's remember to be loud about stuff, let's remember yeah. we're not alone about stuff. Yeah. Uh, not, and stuff. it wasn't intentional, it's no. just I feel like we are in some, clearly... We're in a place. Yeah. And it's coming it's out. It's a good place. It is a good place. Yeah. It's a good reminder. Anyway, so everybody go check out uh, The Birth Hour. I, I think totally. that's really great. Again, these conversations of like having conversations. Yeah. Love it. Speaking of conversations about having conversations, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, this is Jesse calling in with a uh, mom breakdown rant. I've been out since like 3 a.m. with my baby, with my husband, crying, so settle down. I can't deal with how heavy he is because I'm like four feet tall and all he wants to do is have me stand. Why is sitting different than standing? Why? Doesn't make sense. 
doesn't make sense. I'm holding in the same way. Sitting, sitting, standing, standing. It's the same thing. Oh, my God. Just go to sleep. And now I have 27 second graders to face the first day after break. And I hate when anybody just says, hang in there, mama, because it sucks. It sucks so much. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Click. I got to tell you, hang, have you, have you ever had that said to you? I know exactly what she's talking about. Yeah, that. but I, I say it to people, but sometimes no, it's like, it's just like in, her tone. You know the tone. I know. We all have said things like, you look great to pregnant people. Yeah. Even though we say, don't say anything. Yeah. There's a, there's, I get it. I get the hang in there. Yeah. But the tone she used, I know exactly that. There's a moment in your like it's day. No, it's like a, it's you, really no big deal. Yeah, it's type really tone. no big deal. Yeah, right. Or like, like, hang in there, mama. Yeah. Where it's almost like, oh, if, that sucks. Yeah, like as if the You'll person okay. saying it to you yeah. is in a car driving and they've just rolled down their window right. and yelled it at you. Right, right. Like right, it's right. not like they're having a kind. Yeah, yeah, How yeah, are yeah. you? Good. It's that yeah. same. Like it's a reflex. Yeah. But never have I until this call. Imagined we should have a series of posters where instead of it's a kitten hanging in there, uh-huh. it's just a mom hanging from the tree branch, <laughs> right? Maybe with a t-shirt that says, I don't do Mondays. Yeah. She's like, hey, just hang in there, mama. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I love this rant because it yeah. is it it speaks it to too. your lack of sleep. Yep. It speaks to that. Yep. It speaks to the surrealness mm-hmm. of Many parenting moments, yeah. Like the, why can't I just sit down with yeah. you? Like I'm, this seems just cruel to me. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. seem like there's any other reason for it. Yeah. There's no, and it's not like the baby's being cruel to you. The no. universe itself right. is like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. It makes total sense that you should be able to sit down yeah. with your baby. Yeah. At three in the morning. Right. But you can't. No. It, we're just not going to let yeah. that happen for yeah. you guys. You're not even asking to lay down no. or be asleep. Just sit. All you're asking to is sit to sit. on your behind. And that's not and even that's acceptable. You can't even sit on one of those exercise balls you got floating around <laughs> that you never used for birth, right? Like, you can't sit anywhere. Oh, God. And you have to just stand. I remember that with Ellis. Ellis, you couldn't sit. I had oh to be walking God. all the time. Mm. Why are you guys bringing back painful memories for me? Yeah, Everybody stopped. Teresa, callers, everybody We're going to do all teens from I just, here yeah, on I know. Out. I just only want to look this towards the you. future yeah. and talk about things that I will be horribly wrong about uh-huh. <laughs> six years from now. Yeah. You are doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. This is a very real thing that's happening. Also, what an amazing job. Like, I love this actually because it's also the other side of the spring break. Right, because like right. all parents are like, uh, spring break, yeah, and like all teachers are like, thank God it's yeah. spring break. But I think there's something that gets forgotten about in those two stereotypes about teachers and parents is that teachers some of those are parents are teachers parents. and those teachers are yeah. parents. <laughs> Yay! I get to go home for a whole week. <laughs> they come back to teaching your children. So look, you're doing a good job on lots of levels. Yeah, you are. Uh, and I hope that the parents in your school, somebody is bringing you coffee every day. Yeah. Just, just maybe or like all... giving you lots of gift cards. Yeah, gift cards. Right. You're doing amazing. Yeah, you are. Teresa? Yes. What did we learn today? Well... We learned that this is hard. Yeah. I, th- I, re- I legitimately think this is the takeaway for the day. Okay. It's because it's not the stereotype of the haggard mom that we're afraid, I think, of becoming. I think it's we're being afraid of 
going beyond that, mm. right? Almost falling off the edge, yeah. right? Into a place of like unrecognizable haggard, the sick mom. We don't want to fall into the like really not well, right? <laughs> right like right. Uh, I think haggard mom might have a few things going for her. Yeah. She's at least out in public. Sure. True. <laughs> so And she that. might be funny. And she might be very funny. I'm funny. Yeah. And I'm terribly haggard. <laughs> you don't look very haggard. <laughs> oh, good. Not yet. They ain't over. Uh, all right. So we learned that. I think it's okay that sometimes our lessons aren't necessarily helpful. Yeah. They're just a thing. It's yeah, it's just, just there. all stuff. Just stuff. This morning I said to Jesse, sometimes it's just hard to do stuff. Yeah. And like he knew exactly yeah. what I meant. I agree. I think you guys probably do too. Exactly. <laughs> we also learned that we we need to continue talking about this and the different aspects of our lives, you know? Like I, birth sharing our birth stories, listening to birth stories, and also I thought which was great advice was Listening to yourself about what you're capable of listening to mm, at, at yeah. a specific time in yeah. your life, yeah. right? Like, you don't have to go out and listen to, you know, all birth stories all at once. Yeah. And if it helps you uh, to only listen to the positive ones, great. Mm-hmm. But it's good to know that we can reach out to each other uh, at any time uh, for shared experiences. So there you go, guys. couple of reminders Uh, One, if you are in the San Francisco area, we would love to see you at our One Bad Mother live show and book signing on April 29th. Uh, It's a Saturday. Plenty of time to get a sitter or a relative or put your child, I don't know, somewhere with adults who are reasonable and responsible. Uh, It is a 21 and over club, so it's probably not ideal to plan bring to bring your, your baby. Don't bring your children. Don't let your children listen to the show and don't bring them to the show. Yeah. This is This is your night. Your night out and you deserve you. it. Yeah. So join us there. You can get tickets at theindependentsf.com. Uh get your tickets right now. Get them. Get them. And uh also and come the, say hi to us after the show. Please, we're going to be hanging out. Yeah. It's going to be great. Also, guys, the book, You're Doing a Great Job, 100 Ways You're Winning at Parenting, comes out in just a couple of weeks, the 18th, uh, which is very exciting. Uh, And we're excited to have written it, and we hope you guys like it, and we hope you find some peace and humor in it. So, everybody, you are doing a great job. You really are. If there's one thing this show has told us today is it is difficult to do a good job in these circumstances. Uh, You really are. So, good job. Teresa? Yes. You're doing a good job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate.
Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.